Welcome to the Goggles On podcast. I'm Scott Soldat Valenzuela, the host, and today my guests are Dr. Kathleen Morrow and Harish Ganesh from Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, coming to us from Virginia. Dr. Morrow, could you tell us a little bit more about your background and experience and how you arrived at teaching high school science and technology? Sure, no problem. Um, I did come to it from a slightly convoluted path. Um, my background is in ecology. I did a, a, a bachelor's degree in marine biology at UNC Wilmington, followed by a master's of sciences in California, in LA, where I studied kelp forest ecology. And then I went on to Auburn, Alabama for a PhD in biology. And that's where I, I got back to my real love, which was coral reef ecology. But I wanted to understand the molecular aspects of it. So I, I really got into the molecular and microbiology of coral reefs, studied um, how environmental stressors were affecting coral and sponge microbiomes. And that led me to a three-year postdoc in Australia with the Australian Institute of Marine Science, followed by a couple-year postdoc at the University of New Hampshire. And all of that work was really in the field of microbial genomics. Um, so what is that, if I could interrupt? What? So microbial genomics or genomics and bioinformatics um, is a field that basically uh, has, has come about in the last 10 to 20 years. Um, Although you know, some could say it goes all the way back to the origin of, um, the, of understanding DNA in the 1950s. But really it's how do we take uh, sequences, genome sequences, RNA sequences, anything with nucleotides in it, and try to make sense of these A's, T's, G's, and C's, right? Um, so I teach a class here at TJ that's called Microbial Genomics and Bioinformatics that takes everybody from very basic introduction of what is DNA sequencing and what kind of data is generated to uh, a little bit about phylogenetics, understanding the evolution of um, how organisms evolve and into the analysis of amplicon sequencing, whole genome sequencing, proteomics, transcriptomics, all the omics. Um, so it's really an introduction to genomics in general. Um, and I would say that it's really a college or undergraduate level class that I haven't seen taught at a lot of other high schools, um, but the students really seem to be gravitating towards it and um, are taking away a lot of real world tools that are applicable now. Um, because we're just generating more and more sequence data all the time and making sense of it is the hard part. So That's really I've oh, go gone off on a tangent, but, um, but, but yeah, so I went from being a, a, an ecologist to more of a microbial molecular biologist, taught myself a lot of bioinformatic tools along the way in order to analyze the data that I was generating. Um, ended up here in the Virginia area because I took a position at George Mason University, um, which didn't really work out the way I was expecting it to. And I was just hoping to stay in the area and happened to find TJ. And I think in a way 
it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I've really enjoyed this transition from academia to high school biology teaching. Um, I, it gives me an opportunity to see things from a much broader perspective. I was really deep into the minutiae of studying coral reef microbiome. And it was getting a little bit sad because I was watching a lot of the reefs that I spent a career studying deteriorate. And now I feel like I might have an opportunity to teach students from a very young age about the importance of preserving our ecosystems and understanding climate change and how important science is in general. Um, and maybe they'll go on to make some of these important decisions to help the planet in the end. So I guess that that's me. <laughs> that's a really um, admirable way to approach teaching is that you're, you're really trying to um, create something that will last long beyond what you know, you're doing today. And, and by teaching an entire generation of students who come through your classroom about things that honestly, I, I don't think most students have an opportunity to learn that when they're in high school. Not enough of an opportunity, no. And, and even if I can't talk to them about the, specific, the specifics of these different aspects of ecology and climate science, my hope mm -hmm. is that I at least teach them how to be critical thinkers and to understand science, to read science, to interpret it um, and not be scared of it because that's the danger, right? Is that we're afraid to really understand it and what we don't understand, we fear. And I guess that that's my approach with the ninth graders least is I don't I don't necessarily care if you remember all of the terms but I do care if you have an interest in learning and an interest in thinking critically and you don't take everything at face value. That aligns very well with some of our beliefs at the Journal of Emerging Investigators because we really value that experience that students have not only in the classroom but as they submit a paper and it goes through the review process um, that science literacy, um, asking questions, always looking for more information. Um, Harish, what was your first thought when you came into her class as a student? Day one. It was a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, four years ago. I stepped into the uh, into what we call the jump lab. And, you know, it was honestly, you know, being a freshman in high school, I didn't really know what I was expecting. Uh, I, when I when I entered the classroom, I just I kind of came in with the open mindset, just thinking, you know, I, I don't know really what I want to do when I grow up or anything like that. But I, you know, I came to uh, TJ uh, Science and Technology School because I wanted to, you know, experience the opportunities that you know maybe not a lot of students may have not may not get the chance to get. You know, to be able to have you know, really interesting technology available at the school, be able to learn, you know, biology and science in a, in a different manner. I guess I was just more of a uh, what, what's next kind of feeling. So when I stepped into Dr. Mara's class, I was really just, you know, excited to see what's next um, ahead in, in terms of science learning, in terms of general learning, because, you know, the transition from, you know, I guess being a middle schooler, we kind of learn the basic, you know, the basic sciences, you know, we get a, a general understanding, but, you know, I want experience that I really feel that was amazing here was to be able to have a more, you know, complex understanding of 
a biology or a science in general. And I think that's something that I really got out of uh, Dr. Morrow's class and something that's, you know, it's her class that's really, you know, propelled me into, you know, becoming more and more devoted into, I guess, molecular biology and, uh, and, and the field of science and medicine in general. So as a student, did, were you only able to be in her class during your freshman year or were you able to continue? So the interesting thing is, I, I re, so as I continued throughout my high school, you know, I never actually got the chance to continue learning under Dr. Morrow. And uh, it wasn't necessarily a choice. It was more so just, you know, what teacher I was placed with. But something that I sure. really, that really resonated with me with Dr. Morrow's, you know, I felt that under her class, I really felt like it was an open learning environment. It's just something that I've been wanting to have for a long time, especially for a student, you know, that's not sure exactly, you know, what they may want to do, especially at a young age or, you know, what they like and don't like, you know, having that sort of collaborative environment was something that I really enjoyed. And, you know, I really respected that Dr. Morrow provided that to me. So for me, uh, I was able to, you know, I wanted to continue that inner, that sort of relationship that I had with her uh, in high school. And I found that through research. And, and I'm so glad that I was able to do that because she's been one of the, you know, the best mentors that I've ever had. That's an amazing compliment. So for the remaining three years you were in high school, you were working on different research projects and she was uh, serving as, as a mentor or an advisor for you. Yes. How did correct. you get to the place that you um, submitted a paper to JEI? And the name of your submission was the analysis of the viral transmission and structural interactions between the H1, HIV-1 envelope, glycopropene, glycoprotein, and the, I'm just butchering these and I apologize, <laughs> uh, lymphocyte receptor, yes. integrin, Alpha four beta seven. Is that pretty close? Yeah, pretty close. I mean, I mean that's 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 the way you say. It. I I think okay. glycoprotein. But yeah, I mean, uh, this one's so kind what, of. A long how did you arrive there? Go ahead. Yeah, this one's a kind of a long story. Actually, it doesn't really start in high school. So growing up, uh, I used to live. I used to visit India a lot uh, growing up, uh, and I visited my dad's side. And my aunt, uh, my aunt, my my dad's sister, uh, she she raised me in India, like you know, kind of focusing a lot on these you know crossword puzzle games, you know, mathematics. But you know, her story is really inspiring to me because you know she contracted polio at a very young age, and you know something that I really admired of her is that she kind of always, you know, even if I was like maybe seven or eight years old, she'd always tell me a little bit about the sciences or tell me you know, how, you know, three years after she had contracted polio, uh, the vaccine released by Dr. Jonas Salk, you know, he released the vaccine uh, without patenting, without patenting. And, you know, what that did is that it led to quicker distribution uh, mm -hmm. of the vaccine, you know, that saved a lot of, and prevented a lot of polio infections. And, you know, the thing that she would tell me is that, you know, that immunology or sort of virology is a really, really beautiful field. And it's just something that, you know, I've read a lot and something that I think you should look into. You know, growing up, I didn't think much about her words, really. I mean, I was just more excited to be in India, you know, experiencing some warm weather and uh, really just enjoying, I guess, my childhood. But, you know, as I started transitioning into middle and high school, I started, you know, I started seeing a lot of what research, the impact research can have. And I felt that uh, something that resonated with me is, you know, virology, something, a chance for me to be able to, 
sort of connect with my aunt, even though she's not here today, you know, I feel that she'd be something that she'd be very proud of is that, you know, I took a, I guess I delve in a unknown water. And that's kind of how I came across HIV. You know, I was inspired by what Dr. Jonas Salk did with polio. And I wanted to do something with that in, in HIV. And, you know, and, and that's kind of how I came across HIV. I was just looking at different uh, viruses that were in the world. You know, I learned about the retrovirus temporarily under Dr. Morrow. You know, I looked into it further and I really was fascinated by it, just like its overall mechanisms. And that's kind of how I came across my project and how I began with it. Dr. Morrow, how do you introduce the uh, JEI process in your class or how did you do it with Harish? Well, we don't, Harish is a special case, right? <laughs> um, he's sort of a shining star where, you know, this is a student who went through honors biology freshman year with me. We cover the full breadth of biology topics in as much de detail as the students are interested in taking on. Um, and what I, what I did probably because he had me particularly the first year after I had left teaching at the university level. I was still very much trying to incorporate the primary literature into the classroom, and I, and I still am, but I think they probably had an even harder core experience than the students might have now. Um, but I tried to encourage them to read a little bit of the primary literature and part of the freshman year experience, in addition to teaching honors biology, the students are also work on a year-long independent research project. So they're exposed to the experimental design process, how to develop an appropriate hypothesis, how to conduct a, a research project to write a scientific paper. Um, and I think because I have a lot of background in actually writing and publishing my own research, I could walk them through that process in a very intuitive way. Um, and so I think that Harish took what he wanted to from the class and was inspired by some of the things we talked about with respect to viruses and molecular biology, and then came to me with an idea. And remember, this is in the early stages of the pandemic as well. Uh, he was working very independently and also attempting to find a project that was conducive to working on it independently at home on the computer without a lot of wet, wet bench work, right? Um, and he conceived this idea and project entirely on his own. Uh, um, where I think I was most helpful was just in the process of writing, um, editing, reviewing, and then walking him through the submission and publication process with JEI. We talked about, well, um, where would you like to submit this paper? I think it's publication quality. Um, we talked about a lot of different journals and I think you found JEI. I had not even heard of it yet because this is, this is all new to me. This is only my fourth year teaching high school. Um, and I said, wow, this looks great, but I wasn't really sure what to expect of it. And I was very impressed with the process, uh, particularly since I was able to compare it to the professional review process and it was almost identical. Um, and I remember saying to him, this process has been incredibly professional and um, detailed. And they really had, a, they had a, an attention to detail that I wasn't expecting at the early investigator level. And I appreciated that. 
So I think he he really experienced the true um, publication and review process, which is invaluable at this early stage in his career. That's something that typically um, a student wouldn't experience probably until college. Absolutely not. I mean, and it's an experience in my own experience. Um, I certainly read a lot of scientific papers, but I did not submit one for publication until grad school. Right. So, so Harish, you're working on this paper. You're probably telling some of your friends about it, your family. Um, you know, what, what was their response to not only the topic, but this review process that might seem a little foreign to people who are not familiar with publishing? That's an interesting question. I think when to answer the first part of your question, when I kind of proposed the idea, I guess my family is sort of just into it because they they thought, you know, what what could go wrong? Try something new, explore explore a realm that you haven't tried before. Uh, you know, my, I'm grateful for my parents to be able to allow me to explore what I like to do, and I, and they kind of took it into open arms. But especially with something that they aren't familiar with, and I wasn't familiar with it either. And you know, that's where I also am really grateful for Dr. Morrow's help because she kind of helped me guide myself through a process that I wasn't sure about. But I mean, for me, it's all about experiencing opportunity. I feel that, you know, if I don't, if I don't try an opportunity that I'm interested in, it's almost like that saying you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I mean, it's <laughs> as cliche as it sounds. For me, it was something to try something new to try, maybe something I'll grow from is something I'll learn from. And I think that's the best part that I got from this entire process and something that I really don't regret doing at all. Because it was a, a chance for me, I know I was relatively young to, to for the scientific process in terms of, you know, writing a paper, but I just thought it would be a, a great experience for, you know, character development and just understanding, you know, what might look like, what might the future look like ahead, you know, if I were to pursue a career in science or in research specifically. You recently received the Regeneron uh, scholarship. Yes. Uh, Regeneron. Could you tell me about that? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Regeneron uh, um, is a, you know, so very well-known uh, pharmaceutical company that uh, gives is well-known for its uh, research opportunities and, uh, and its acknowledgement for young researchers in uh, all across the United States. And uh, this uh, award that I received, I, I mainly applied towards the Regeneron, uh, they call it the Regeneron Science Talent Search uh, or Regeneron STS. I, I applied to it one because I just felt that, you know, I spent so much time on a project that I really enjoyed. I just want to see what other renowned scientists might uh, take a look at and, you know, see if I can get any feedback. And also I thought that, you know, if, if things turned out great, you know, it would be a great networking opportunity, a great chance to meet other, you know, scientists and researchers who got, who've had a lot of experience, you know, maybe past, far past the level that I've had. And, uh, and that's why I applied to the Regeneron Science Talent Search. And, uh, basically, you know, they review uh, thousands and thousands of applications and then they call back 300 and call them uh, Regeneron uh, scholars. And uh, I was, uh, I'm very grateful to be named a Regeneron top 300 scholar because it really helped me meet people that I've never would have thought I would have met before. I've made some amazing friends. I've even, I've met some of my own friends who were uh, who had never known, who had done research, who uh, were also Regeneron scholars. So it was really amazing opportunity to see, you know, what kind of work is being done out there at this level, and also what kind of work uh, is lying ahead. 
you know, what's what's missing. It was a great chance to see and gain some inspiration on, you know, key scientific issues and, you know, maybe have a chance to discover, you know, where, where may I want to research next? So what's on the horizon for your future? Oh, yeah, uh, this is this is one that I've uh, thought about quite a bit. But, you know, uh, something that I've really enjoyed about scientific research is that it's like it's like a mix of, you know, being able to uh, discover and directly interact with science, but also with mm-hmm. sort of people on its own. You know, one thing that I've really enjoyed about scientific research is that it's a it's a collaborative environment, something for me as a, as a personality standard, it's something that that I really want to do is to be able to interact with other people because as someone who just loves to talk and sometimes can't stop talking, uh, it, it, for me, it's about being able to interact with others, but also be able to enjoy what I like to do. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I thought about all these, you know, what I really enjoy research, you know, interacting with people and, uh, and also being able to, you know, continue discovering what and spreading what I enjoy to do, you know, I thought that a career in medicine might fit uh, very, uh, very well with kind of my personality, my upbringing. So, um, you know, in the future, I'm aspiring to become a physician. And I know it's a long road ahead. But uh, it's something that I know that combines a lot of scientific research with, uh, you know, community interaction, being able to meet with diverse populations, just something that aligns well with my personality, kind of how I want to socially interact in a in a future career or a future or a future um, uh, passion that I enjoy doing. So um, I hope that answers the question. It absolutely does. Thanks so much for sharing it. Dr. Morrow, have you, since going through the JEI submission and review process, have you had any other students who participated in it? Not yet. Um, now okay. that I know about it, know a little bit more about it. I've started suggesting it to some of my other students that I'm mentoring, um, but we haven't started the submission process with anyone else yet. I'm sure that we will though. That's great. I'm, gl- I'm so happy to hear that it was a good experience and um, it was thorough and realistic. Those are all excellent ways to describe it. And, and we're really thrilled that you had that experience with it. I want to thank you both so much for joining me today on the Goggles On podcast. Uh, I really appreciate Dr. Morrow from Thomas Jefferson uh, Science and Technology High School and Harish Ganesh, her student. Um, It's been a pleasure talking with you both and learning more about your experiences in science and uh, technology. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much.